Matsu, 4v2. Celso for Son. For Kane. Oh, classic Jose Mourinho. Classic Harry Kane. 2-0. He becomes the all-time record goalscorer in North London derbies. He scores his 250th goal for club and country. And his 100th home goal for Tottenham Hotspur. Takes and Liverpool lead. Bobby Firmino. Catch him if you can. A massive goal, a huge leap, a dagger to Jose's heart. Sigurdsson, man with a proven goal-scoring record on this ground. And this is pivotal in the Premier League for Everton. And he rolls it past Alisson, who went the right way, and Everton lead at Anfield by two goals to nil. Milan, it's Lucas Moura, it's Lamella, he's got in. Eric Lamella has arrived with a goal. Good pick-up by regular. Alexander Arnold's a wonderful cross, and it's produced. A goal-scoring header from Diogo Jota, who hurts Arsenal again. And you just think... Down to Phil Foden. He knows and wants one himself, and it's got one! And that tops it off. That's a fantastic strike from a fabulous young footballer. Phil Foden at Manchester City. Phil Foden. It's going to be Bruno Fernandes! It is quite magnificent. That is pinpoint perfect from Bruno Fernandes and Manchester United lead again. Tidy control there by the, uh, the Levante player. Pressure still on. And Demi sends it across. It's a great chance and it's in the back of the net. And for the second time tonight, North Macedonia lead away in Germany. And this time it's Elivel Mas who scored the goal. He's on, sir. Cross towards the far post. Grasco coming in. 2 0 Atletico Madrid. Close again there. Oh, they scored. It's Justin Clyburn after a real mix up in the Manchester United penalty area. David De Gea couldn't get there. And Justin Clyburn might just have eliminated United from this season's Champions League. Hello and welcome to the St. Martin's EFL preview show. We're on today's show, we'll be looking ahead to the Championship League One and League Two in for the 2021 to 22 season. Feels weird to call it that after last season, but it is the first show of the season. And on today's show, I'll be joined by our EFL expert. Alex Disley and Cardiff fan as well, and I told he is going to bring some hope to Cardiff City as well. But we'll start off with the championship there, and we'll start off with in alphabet order AFC Bournemouth. Um, obviously, got to the playoffs last year, lost out to Brentford in the semi final. Alex, are they one of the favourites to go up or playoffs as far as they go this season? I don't know, as I said, um, Scott Park, is it interesting in? Interesting sort of um, appointment, I think. Um, I know he, he seems to have a good reputation. I'm not convinced with Parker at all, but um, he does seem to have a good reputation. Uh, yeah, they, they got a good chance. You, you wouldn't be massively surprised if they if they go up automatically, no, no doubt. But you know, you probably would have said that last year, if I'm honest. So it's so difficult to get out this championship. It is it is like a it's like a maze with no entrance and no no entry. Do you know what I mean? It's so <laughs> difficult to predict. But yeah, they they're gonna be one of the favourites and I think they'll be they'll be the only about at the end of the season without a doubt. 
obviously we talked about Scott Parker going from Fulham to Bournemouth in um, during the Euros, wasn't it? And during the show there, and we said how possibly his downgrades is, yeah, obviously not done really well with Fulham, but he's he's done a good job. Less we could say, I, I know you could say, well. He, Took him to relegation, blah blah blah. But yeah, I just he just doesn't they convince win. me. He, he, they, they do play good football, and I know you're going to say, and they do. But I don't know. They had a chance last year, and I think they had such a golden opportunity to stay up, and they failed. So I'm not, I'm not convinced with Parker as a manager at all, especially in the rough and the tumble of the championship. It's it's not easy. And as I said, like if I look at two appointments now with Fulham's manager and. Um, Bournemouth manager, I'd be more than happy with the replacement Fulham got, more than happy. Yeah, well, we'll talk about Fulham as well, but um, Bournemouth have signed a, a really good player in, um, Emmanuel Macandos from Brentford midfielder on a three-year deal. He signed, he scored Brentford's second goal in their playoff final win over Swansea, so definitely one of your favourites, Alex. He played 40 times for Brentford last season. Um, I mean, Pretty good signing in it for Bournemouth, obviously, by the sounds of it, and Brentford doing that. He's not going to be playing much in the um, Premier League for Brentford. I mean, he played well in the Championship last year. I mean, good start to Scott Parker's reign by getting him in. Yeah, I think a very good start. And I, I'm really, really flummoxed of that decision by Brentford. I, I just don't know why they've made such a decision like that. Because at the end of the day, they have to have strength on the bench to stand any chance of staying in the Premiership. And we all know it's going to be ridiculously hard for them to stay up there. And to sell one of their players who played 40 games, which is basically the whole season, that don't make sense to me when you're in the Premiership. As if I was a Brentford fan, I'd be more than annoyed with that. I did a signing which shocked me and thought a real, real poor decision by Brentford. Yeah, um, but you know, if you're a Bournemouth fan, you're not complaining because he, he was... Quality no, yeah, definitely, and he's quality. As I said, you you know, very very good player, and you 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 suggest he'll do very well again this season. You know, good good luck, good luck to Bournemouth and him. But for Brentford's point of view, I'm totally flummoxed by that decision. But you can't really argue what they've done over the years, the amount of money they've made with players. So perhaps they got a master plan somewhere. <laughs> but if you had to say for Bournemouth this season, where do you think they'll finish in your view? Third. You think third? Will they go up by the... Actually, no, we'll save, we'll save the playoff debate um, for later. We'll talk about one team that did reach the playoff, though, and surprised a lot of people last year. Barnsley um, haven't really brought anyone in in the transfer window as well. Can they do what they did? Oh, I think they did sign someone from Toulouse. But do you think they can do what they did last season and reach the playoffs? Or do you think that it was a bit of a one-off and... Mid table would be a good result for them this season. Yeah, I'm not saying it was a one off, but they've lost their manager to West Brom now, haven't they? Yeah, so it's, it's mal. It's very difficult to to replace that. They they, they, were, they were really good last year, and they, they, they all joking aside, as much as I despise Swansea, they were quite unlucky against Swansea. You know, they they weren't outplayed at all in the semis. I think Swansea deserved to win, but they they were quite good. They they, they put a really good show up. So. No, I, I think it'll be hard for Barnsley. Yeah? I wouldn't be surprised again if that if that Woodruff, I don't know, he's, he's been linked with a few clubs again. I, if they can keep hold of him, I think they've got an opportunity, but I think they'll struggle to replicate what they did last year, definitely. Yeah, mid-table finish with Barnsley. Yeah, I'd say possibly 10th to 12th, something like that, yeah. And one team they will be hoping they do better than last season, and I possibly think they could even get playoffs, obviously, and a lot of trouble financially is Birmingham City. They've signed Tyce Chong on loan from Man United, a, a winger he scored in pre-season the other day against Derby. Not going to be biased here, but I mean, quality signing for Birmingham, and I think he's going to do really well in the Championship um, for them. And I think they have signed signed another player, trying to find now. But I mean, Birmingham, obviously, in the past, they've been up in the Premier League. They won the League Cup in 2011, being Arsenal. I mean, can we see them back in the Premier League? Because, as I said, they've signed Chong. They signed Dion Sanderson on loan for Wolves. He's been brilliant the past two seasons at Sunderland. I don't think he was the best, was he, at Cardiff with Sanderson? But... He was OK. He was all right. But no, he wasn't the best. He was OK. OK, but Birmingham, can they go up this season? Probably more likely via the playoffs. 
I no, I just can't see it because, like you mentioned before, there's so much. It's like a comedy show behind the scenes. I thought we were bad, but Birmingham take you to another level. You know, I there's not enough stability there at the club for me. I don't think they've got any chance of getting to the playoffs or any chance of going up. On paper, they've got a decent squad, but I just think there's so much uncertainty in in the back room, and I can't see them going all season like sacking their managers because that's what they do. Uh, no, it's not a well, it's not a well-run club, and it should be because they're a massive club, Birmingham, huge club with a lot of potential. But no, I, I can see them staying in the championship again, and I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in a relegation battle this year. Yeah, bold, bold prediction, but obviously yeah, a few good signings um, they have made as well. But for me, I think a very good signing in, in Tyson Chong as as well, and. Um, be good to see him really, and hopefully, fingers crossed for Man United fans' sake that he can get really good experience, do really well because he is a very promising youngster. And one team that did have a very promising youngster last season was Blackburn. Obviously, they had uh, Harvey Elliott, but he's gone back to Liverpool now. They've lost a lot of players. They released Stuart Downing, who was obviously retired. We'll talk about him in a minute, but. For Blackburn, they've sold a lot of players and they've let a lot of players go for free. Obviously, they have kept hold of Adam Armstrong, though. But they haven't really brought anyone in. Now, last season, he was on the brink of the playoffs. I mean, could Blackburn possibly be sucked into a relegation battle and even go down based on the squad you've seen from them so far this transfer window, Alex? Again, I don't know (laughs) is the honest answer to that, but... Yes, they're going to lose a lot of their, their goals, like you said, a lot of their players that have gone. So, I can't see them replacing any. So, yeah, I think they could be, I would say a relegation battle, but I think they'll be towards the end. And I, I don't see them getting to the top half of the season, of, of the championship much this season, if I'm honest. Obviously, Tony Mowbray at, at the wheel, very experienced um, manager over the yeah, years. Yeah, and that's a very good point you make there. That, that's a massive point. I think the championship is a lot about more than the Premier League, because we obviously know the Premier League is a lot more about tactics, etc. Obviously, the skill set is a lot higher. But I think you're right, in the Championship, if you've got an experienced guy knowing what he's doing and managing players and managing workloads, I think you've got a good, good chance. But I said, I think they'll struggle. But you said with Mowbray, you, you just don't know. They could dig in and they start well, you know, see where they are. And they could make a push for the playoffs. But I, I agree with you. I, th- I think this year will be, will be tough on them. Need to bring in a lot of players as well and keep hold of, of Adam Armstrong, who's been one of their, um, their best players in, in recent seasons as well. But they have um, let uh, Stuart Downing go, and obviously he's retired. He was, what, 37 now. Obviously a really experienced player as well, played at Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, Liverpool, West Ham, some of his clubs. Um, as well as 35 caps for England, made it to the quarterfinals in 2006 for them. I mean, brilliant career and a brilliant player, really. 597 league appearances, won the League Cup twice, won with Borough and Liverpool. I mean, brilliant player. Yeah, he's done well for himself, to be fair. I said not the most um, talk-about player, but like you said, good stats there and consistency, just like you didn't pick up a huge amount of injuries. And uh, Yeah, yeah, good, good career. Surprise, I thought you might have given it another go in championship uh, so surprised he has retired really but don't blame him <laughs> rest up be rest up easy now um as well one team that um won't be resting up in this transfer window few signings they have made as well is blackpool obviously promoted from league one last year massive club they are another team has been in the Premier league in recent years financial troubles is starting to get um, better for them now, obviously, with their owners and whatever. Um, I mean, for Blackpool, Alex, probably staying up is a good result for them. Can you see them staying up this season? It's going to be tough, as I said. The standard of football is going to get better. But, yeah, I can. I can see them battling out, you know, dirty results on a on a wet night in Stoke. You know, I can see them doing that. They, they've, they've got that type of team. And I think that that means a lot in the championship. They they quite together as a club. They seem to be sorting off a lot of their off field problems. So yeah, I, I fancy Blackpool to stay up. Not by perhaps a huge amount, but yeah, I think they will stay up. Yeah, obviously from what were they League One when they last year, um, and did really well to get promoted. I think it's like automatic promotion, um, place. They have signed um, 
as I said, a few players. Well, one of them plays with ex-Derby and Republic of Ireland international, Richard Keogh. He's made 588 EFL appearances. Over half of them have been with Derby. Obviously, he left Derby um, because he had, um, well, he had issues with them. He obviously was injured with that big knee injury and had a falling out with them. And he's gone to court over the money he's owed. And I think he went to Huddersfield. He got released there and he's gone to Blackpool. I mean, good, good signing for Blackpool. Experienced signing, really good signing. Blackpool is Richard Keogh. Well, really good signing. He was thrown out of um, Derby for being a naughty lad, wasn't he? And getting into trouble. I don't know. Well, what would you no. say? It's maybe not really good signing, but a good sign because it brings it the championship experience. He's not a bad defender, is he? No, he's not a bad defender, but I think he needs to grow up. He's another one of these players I wouldn't like to have. I think he's a bad influence. He's not. You know, to, to do what he did at Derby, he's supposed to be the captain, setting examples. You expect it from some of the younger players, but not him. And I think, you no, know, he's, a, as far as I'm concerned, you know, good old Derby, you're getting rid of him. Not uh, not convinced by the signing then of Richie Keogh, for that point? No, because I, I think at the end of the day, you've got to watch that he doesn't, you know, bring the dressing room down. You know, on the field, he's probably a decent player. I've got no issue with that. He's, you know, he's little, he, he's battle, um, battle hardened. But to me, no, he's no, no, not convinced. I think he'd be more of a hassle than, than anything else. And I say, what he did with Derby is unforgivable. To drink, to drive, like, drink and drive is not acceptable. But when you're young, doing stupid things. But for him, as a club captain, to do what he did, absolute disgrace, disgraceful. And I don't think that anyone in the public eye has given him enough abuse than what he's actually had because he's got away with it lightly after what he did. He could have killed someone. I've got no sympathy for him at all, so I hope he fails. <laughs> Strong words there, but on the pitch, he is a, a very good defender for Blackpool as well. And the next team, um, they've done really well, really, with signings. They signed Matty James, Danny Simpson has signed in a new deal as well. They signed ex-Leicester midfielder Andy King on a a one-year deal as well. Um, it's Bristol City. Obviously, we say every year they're going to reach the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Um, last year, they started off really well and faded out, like you said at the start. I mean, finally, Alex, with the players they brought in, experienced, good players for the championship, can we see Bristol City and Ashton Gate on FIFA in the Premier League next season? <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I can't say yes. Like not because they're a rival of ours. They're not. I just can't. No. They just, they're not, they just, you know what will happen? They'll be top probably from August out to probably April, and then in May they'll lose six on the spin and they'll just miss out. It's, Bristol's just unbelievable. You know that the people of Bristol, their fans, they deserve a Premiership spot, and I'm not saying they don't, but I just can't see it happening again. I can't. And I don't want them to. Obviously, be the rivals. I'm not going to say oh great, but no, I, I think. Possibly might make the playoffs, but again, people <laughs> will be surprised if they don't. Um, but obviously, they have got they got what Naki is Naki Well still there, I think. Um, yeah, well, yeah. clinical Chris Martin, another clinical striker. So, I well, when we say our predictions at the end, I, I have hope for Bristol City this season, but yeah, as I said, I'm not saying they won't, but I. As I said, I, I, I said, I'm not saying I know my football, but I, I pinned it last year with them. You know, they're always there. They're about, they just, you did, to be fair. Yeah. I just don't know what happens to them. They just seem to hit the self-destruct button every single season. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't see them doing it, but who knows? Let's hope this next team, for your sake, don't hit the self-destruct button and get off to a good start and finish in a good way. Is your team Cardiff City, obviously, pre-season is... It's gone all right, really. I saw you against Slampton the other day. Um, it wasn't the best, obviously. Brilliant to be back in the stadium and see Cardiff again and, and what have you. But, OK, Slampton did have a pretty much strong team out. Um, but as you said, pre-season, it, it doesn't really mean much. But the signings you've made um, and the pre try and have a look at the signings you've made, obviously... You signed a um, player from Arsenal. You brought in um, Nathan, was it 
uh, James Collins, Nathan Collins, is it James Collins? James Collins, Collins from James Collins James, from Luton. Yeah. James Collins from Luton, my page is yeah. just froze now. Yeah, yeah. And while I get your list of transfers up, I mean, first of all, as you said, you, you don't really take interest in pre-season friendlies, but you know, signings come out, you signed James Collins from Luton, Mark McGuinness from Arsenal on loan, Ryan Wintle from Crew midfielder after being out of contract, and Ryan uh, Giles from Wolves, the youngster on loan. Convinced by those signings? Well, we, we are, we, we are. You know, people go on about it, thinking we're like the top club, and you know, we're linked with Bale and Ramsey and all that nonsense, and how anyone thought that would ever happen. But yeah, I think the strategy we made have been decent. We, we need a box to box midfielder like Wintle, who seems to get up and down, up and down. The guy from Wolves, a lot to prove. And I'm, what I've seen of him, he looks got a bit of ability and hopefully in the championship get a few games under his belt and improve. Collins knows where the net is. And if we can keep Kiefer Moore, I, I, I'm sort of slightly confident this year, which I'm not normally like that. I, I think we could put a good... If we can start OK and not play catch-up all the time, I've I, I got a sneaky inkling that we could possibly get playoffs this year. Hmm... Not go up automatically. I no, I don't. I don't think we've got enough quality to go up automatically. Don't, don't get me wrong. If Kiefer Moore gets injured or sold, we've we're completely back to square one. So, so I don't know where the goal will come from if he goes. But um, yeah, I think if we can keep him fit and some of these boys can impress. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna push us up for a playoff spot. We've got a pink shirt now, so that means we're going. We're going places. You know, we're going places. <laughs> Like all these clubs, you know, Man United, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea. Where, where's your pink shirts like ours, you know? So, yeah, that, that's... Fingers that's, crossed, that's, fingers crossed. That is very true, but... Um, we always we always give out... I love to see Carlin in the Premier League, of course, but you talk about, obviously, if Kiefer Moore gets injured, not saying, by the sounds of it, you are... Not saying you are relying on... Well, you'll probably say you are relying on Kiefer Moore, but... With what twenty-seven days left in the transfer window, what do you need? And being realistic now, obviously a lot of people have said, "Oh, your favourites to sign Gareth Bale, your six to five to sign Gareth Bale in, in betting terms." Obviously, probably you're not going to sign him because one, no. unless he takes a massive wage cut and wants to play Championship football this season, which I don't think he will. I think he'll play a lot under Carlo Angelotti at Real Madrid. But realistically, what can you get? What do you need? I think we still need a quality midfielder and I think we're still lacking pace. We, we haven't got many pace people in the team and I think we need someone with a bit of pace, possibly a winger with a bit of pace. I, I, as I said, you, you've got players like Josh Murphy who, like, who I can't stand. I think he's been an absolute flop. But hopefully, Mick McCarthy might have got hold of him in pre-season and said, look, you know, you have got ability. You've got to just put yourself on the pitch and, and put it out there. So, as I said, the squad we've got... I would suggest would be middle of the table, but I think if we just make a good run, keep Kiefer more safe, I, th- I think we got to sneak a, a, a slight outside opportunity. I don't think many people will be looking at Cardiff this year. I think we go more under the radar because I think last year, especially coming down from the Premier League or the year before, people were looking at us, blah, blah, blah. And I think this year, there's not really a lot of pressure on us. I just hope we start well. What I don't want to happen is we lose a few games. There's talk about the manager leaving, etc., etc. Then it just rocks the whole club and then we we'll end up just playing catch up. That's what I don't want. We just got to start strongly, try try and get a few wins under our belts, and just see where we are. Do you think though? Is there any names actually being linked with that you can tell us? There's no one I've seen because I think, according to all the reports, we've already signed two players. But we we've signed a, I think a guy called Keegan Davis from Villa. Um, but Villa don't want. Oh, Keegan Davis. Keegan Davis. Yeah. Davis. He, he did- they did very well last year. That'd be a good sign. Yeah, apparently they signed him on loan, but it was, it's something to do with Villa didn't want to announce it till till the. I don't know. It's, it's, like you said, it's all rumor, and that you know they reckon if we could sign him as I said back up for more, will he play Collins and more together? They, they could be quite prolific, but I can't see him playing two strikers, especially away from home. So no, and I still think that we do need uh, you know an, another quality winger. If we can get another midfielder, it gives us options, but um. You know what Cardiff are like, it's never that simple. So we've got to stick with what we've got. So I'm not looking at anyone else, though. Stick with the squad we've got and just see where we are. Well, I think against, um, what was it, Southampton, obviously Kiefer Moore played, didn't he, against Newport the other day, did he, in, in the friendly? No, I don't think he did. Did he not? He's had, he's had COVID, hasn't he? 
Oh yeah, I did, and um, which I didn't know that to be honest. No, I didn't know that. They gave him release it, but I think they, I think he had COVID, and I think he was still not up to 100% training. So I don't think he, he got any minutes under his belt, which is worrying because we haven't we haven't got another friendly now, so it, it, it is a bit worrying. But as I said, it, he had COVID, which was kept really quiet, and apparently a few people had it, which was kept really yeah, quiet. I think Ruben Colwell, last year, yeah, Puna, I think. I think it end. might have been a lot of the players that have been travelling, you know, with the Euros and. Etc. But Bakuna played against Newport, so obviously he'd, re- he'd recovered from it. But I, d- I don't, I don't think Moore did. But yeah, he, he's our main man, and people don't like to say it, but he's he is our only hope. If so if he can, scale, you know, he scored 20 goals last year for a team like Cardiff, which you put him in a good team in the Championship, you know, you do worry what he could do. You put him into someone like Fulham, or you put him into someone possibly like Bournemouth, you know, you talk, you could talk 20, 25 goals like like the guy from Brentford, Tony. Do, do you know what I mean? I think he's that. Yeah. Good in the championship. I'm not saying he would cut in the Premiership. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, I think if he was playing for a good team, now to score 20 goals for Cardiff were not a good team. I think is a really, really good, good return. You know. As well, and some other transfer news: you rejected an offer from Championship side Middlesbrough for your defender Kieran Brown, and he did quite well against Southampton. To be fair to him. Um, as well, but we'll talk about where you think you'll finish later on as well, because obviously you said possibly playoffs. One team that um, that's kind of impressed at their signings actually, and done alright, and could possibly mid-table this season is Coventry City. I mean, you know, another big club. They're returning home to the Rico Arena now. Obviously, they've been playing at St Andrews Ground Shane with Birmingham. I mean. Is this a bit of a, if you're a Coventry fan, have you got a spring in your step now that possibly a playoffs, a place or something well, better could happen? I think you'd just be chuffed to being back in your ground, wouldn't you, really? It's been such a, a thing for their fans. And I do feel for them because it's not nice when you're playing other people's ground. That must have been horrendous. So I'm quite glad they're back. And yeah, it could give a bit of confidence. And I said I'm a big club again, but I still think in the championship, this. It could happen, but I'm going to say no. I think they'll be middle of the table. Well, they have signed, um, signed a few good players, actually. He signed Ben Chief, Arsenal midfielder, who's on loan there. Done really well. Lloyd de Tabor in. Martin Waghorn, brilliantly from Derby. Um, they signed Simon Moore as well, from good goalkeeper from Sheffield United. So they've strengthened a lot as well. So They have strengthened, but like I said, the championship is so difficult. You know, really it's difficult. Forty-six games, basically Monday, Tuesday. You know what I mean? Games. It's, it's tough. So it's going to be. But again, they got they got a chance. But I think still think they'll struggle. One team that might struggle to play one game at the minute. Uh, sad, sad to see. Really, really is sad. You, you don't like to see any football club, even your probably your rivals, go. Well, I say. Possibly yeah, I'd love to see Swansea go through. Yeah, <laughs> I, would I, I was thinking the same about Liverpool, Man City. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then I did change, but. For any other, it isn't nice to see a, a club go up. Obviously, they aren't out of business yet, Derby, but they really are a struggling. I think they've only got nine registered senior players, eight because obviously Wayne Rooney um, got injured one the other day, didn't he? Put in a, a slight challenge. They got a centre back crisis, he said the other day. He hasn't been in the best of books, obviously, off the pitch incidents. Okay, they have had, I think, um, Baldock's been train, uh, been playing friendlies, trial, Ravel Morrison, Phil Jagielka, Sonia Luko, so good experienced championship players. But, I mean, before we talk about signings and where they could finish, I mean, off the pitch, Alex, obviously you're under the EFL, and we've been, we people have seen situations with Barry, Bolton, Macclesfield. I mean, just for the people that don't know, first of all, and only follow the Premier League and finances. What are the finances like at, at Championship teams and, and EFL teams? Well, they're not great. And I think the pandemic has hit them probably harder than it did the the Premiership clubs. Because the Premiership clubs, like I've told you before, in my opinion, they don't they don't need the fans. They want the fans. They don't need the fans. You know what I mean? And that's that's a massive difference when you look at the money Man United, Man City, Liverpool bringing through TV rights in China and Africa and all across the world. It's not a huge hit, but unfortunately, the championship doesn't get um, seen in most cases. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. But I'm sorry, you know, you, you, you've got to look at the way these clubs are being run. You know, for me, as a business, you can't keep buying these players to pay them a lot of money if you can't bring the money in to pay them. You know, so it's 
you know what I mean? You, you see like a local store, you wouldn't remember a store Woolworths went bust, you know, because it, you know, their overheads were too much and what they were bringing in. But with football, it doesn't seem to work like that. So I just can't work out how these clubs can keep going. You know, they build up massive debts, and before someone says, "Well, what you shouldn't be doing now," it's it just seems really poor. And I think I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't expect the Premiership clubs to support the Championship clubs. Possibly not even League One clubs, but I would expect the Premiership to start pushing down the wealth down to the League Two clubs and the the National League clubs, even lower than that, especially after the pandemic. But I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not great, as I said. They're, they're not poor by any stretch of the imagination. If we look at some of the money these players are on, but there's nowhere near the riches it is in the Premiership, unfortunately. And obviously with Derby's finances, the you know. But it's all a bit weird to me because they were they were going to be taken over by someone that was so-called richer than the Man City owners, weren't they? Yeah, and now it's all gone. But well, I think it... I think now obviously they've been placed under the the transfer embargo, um, the, where they can only sign um, free agents. Them and Sheffield Wednesday um, receive point deductions. They've they've escaped deductions now. I think they were supposed to have as well. Wayne Rooney. Do, said do, yes but do you actually it. understand how they've had these deductions? Because no disrespect, Sheffield Wednesday went down. Um, Derby literally stayed up on the last day of the season. Now, to me, you expect clubs would break the financial fair play rule, surely, to be pushing at the top of the league, wouldn't you? Yeah. So it all, it's all a bit weird to me. If you see Man City breaking the financial fair play league or Liverpool, Man United, you can understand. You think, well, yeah, because. You know, they're trying to push their, their teams. You know, you've got Messi taking a pay cut, so-called pay cut, to me. And everyone believes it. You're not telling me that the accountants of Barcelona aren't paying him in the back, via the back door, which will come to fruition in the next 10 years. Don't get me wrong. Guaranteed. So don't give me this nonsense he's taking a pay cut, because he ain't. I can guarantee you 100% there's accountants will pay him in cash or bags of cash on his door. But it just seems to me that the big clubs don't never fall foul of these financial fair play leagues. But people like Derby and Sheffield Wednesday do. And again, no, I'm not having it. You're not telling me Man United haven't broken it by the amount of money they spend on players, Man City. But they, they're OK. But clubs like Derby and Sheffield Wednesday and Coventry and Birmingham get fined and points deducted. Nah, something stinks to me. I can't work it out. And we said about their embargo where they can only sign free agents and that's subject to strict wage limits. They have, well, they didn't play against Notts County when they won 2-0 the other day, but they have played against Man United, Real Betis, Salford, Phil Jagielka, Sonia Luco, Ravel Morrison, Richard Stearman and Sam Baldock have all been involved in their pre-season training. Um, I know Wayne Rooney has said he's had to step in and because they've had a lack of numbers in training. Um, because of obviously they haven't got the players in, and a lot of the players haven't been um, paid and, and what have you. I mean, no, but but can I just say, you know, I, I got no sympathy for Rooney. You know, I, I haven't. I like Rooney as a player, but where where are all the youngsters? Where are the academy players? Well, that's what he said. Well, you, you look over the seasons, they've sold they sold two academy players to Sheffield United last year. Now, bearing in mind Derby, they won. I don't know why you thought they won the under-18 Premier League in 2018 to 19. They went in the UEFA Youth League, which is the Youth Champions League. I think they just lost out to to Larby Leipzig. Obviously, we all know their brilliant system. So I mean, I I don't know, but if obviously we we don't want this to happen, but the way of the world, say there was a, a COVID outbreak in the squad, which of course. We never want to happen. We don't wish that on anyone. But I mean, say there is. I mean, is there a worry? Or even if there's not a COVID outbreak in the squad, is there even a worry that Derby might not be able to play all 46 games? And I wouldn't say go out of business, but not be able to fulfil the fixtures. Is is there what that worry? Do you think? Well, it shouldn't be. But I suppose you could say that. But any club you know, in the Championship that that could happen. So I wouldn't worry about that. But no, I. I'm sorry, pick, pick the youngsters. Give the youngsters a chance. They can't do any worse than nobody, can they? Do you think Rooney should put on the boots? Well, well, yeah, he, we all know he could probably still do a job in the Championship, especially down the lower ends of the Championship, no doubt about it. But what I'm saying is, where are the youngsters? I don't understand how you can say you've got no players. We're in a, what, 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 you know, this, this is the thing, see, now, you look at managers now, again, I don't think they're, in, they're not in the same class as managers for 10 years ago. I can guarantee if you ask Fergie to name five players in the under-20s, he could name you five players in the under-20s straight away. I'm sure Brian Clough could. I'm sure the top managers could. These guys, they haven't got a clue what they're doing. All they go on about is money. 
money? Are we going to players? We got no get get on with it. Play play some youngsters. Look at look at Carter City. Like you said, Kean Brown, that cold drill or cow drill, whatever his name is. Never oh, heard of him. Never ever heard of him. But they chucked him in because you got to sometimes. So I think I, I hate all this moaning and we haven't got players and all this. Play your under 18s. Play your under 17s. There's a woman who won the Olympics today at 13 years old. Now if if she can do that, play a 15 year old. Don't give me this nonsense. There's no players here. I just don't believe it. I'm sorry. It just it what, just annoyed what do you, me. What do you think to end on Derby then? Um, what, what do you think the situation will be now this season with Derby or in the coming weeks? First of all. Well, I can't see them staying up because they struggled to stay up last year. And I think, I don't think Rooney's a good manager. I don't I don't think he'll ever become a good manager because he's not that type of person, I don't think. He hasn't got the brain cell that he was born with to be a manager. He's probably, I wouldn't say he's worse than Ollie, but he's he's up in the same sort of ilk as, as Ollie. He probably hasn't got a Scooby out to manage. So, you know, I do worry. I said, I, I, I know a fella, a very good friend of mine. He's about, I think he's about 83 now, bless him. He's, you know, he's, he's very struggling as he's getting on. But he's a lovely fella. I went to watch the cricket with him the other day and, I worry about him, you know. I worry about his safety if Derby get relegated to League One because it'd be an embarrassment, wouldn't it? You know, absolute embarrassment. Yeah. But, but for Derby, it is worrying for their fans. And one team it is worrying because they have got a really good financial position is Fulham, especially when they go out and spend, what, 12 million. They signed um, Harry Wilson. They've got Gazaniga, the Tottenham goalkeeper, on a, a free transfer for two years as well. I think Harry Wilson's about a long-term contract. They haven't said how long for, though. Um, they've got Marcus Silva. Didn't really do well at Everton. Did brilliantly at a hole. They've got a great manager. I mean, surely they've got to be favourites to go up, haven't they? Yeah. I, yeah, if I'm honest, I... I can't see anyone really pushing Fulham at the top. Again, the championship is unpredictable, but I think the players they've got, Harry Wilson, we all know what he can do in the championship. And I think, no disrespect, he wasn't a Cardiff City player because he, you know what I mean? He's not that type of player for us, but I think for Fulham, he could really excel. And I think, yeah, I, I, I fancy I could go quite, I, I, I fancy him to not walk away with the championship, but win it quite comfortably. Uh, um, yep, yeah, as well, to flick through some of the other teams, obviously Huddersfield, Hull, Luton, probably mid-table team, any of them could possibly surprise you? Yeah, they could. Huddersfield, never, you never write them off, but they were such a tough couple of years, and yeah, they could, but no, I, I would say, yeah, middle of the table, very difficult to beat, and you're guaranteed they'll beat to probably a top team at some point and lose to then a bottom team, that's what they'll do, but yeah, I, I think middle of the table is, is your right there, yeah. Um, obviously, Luton, they've signed Cameron Jerome from MK Dons, Henry Lansbury from Bristol, two good signings for the for the championship. Jordan Rhodes has gone to Huddersfield. They've re-signed him off after leaving Sheffield Wednesday. So, I mean, you know, good signings those teams have made. So it'll be interesting to see um, where they go and what happens to a Middlesbrough, Neil Warnock. We all know about Neil Warnock. They've signed Sammy Amiobi from Nottingham Forest. They've also signed... Wickham forward Uechi, um in Pisa from Wickham. Brilliant signing for an undisclosed fee, as well as Lee Pialtier. They've taken on Saul Bamba um, in training as well. I mean, it could turn into Cardiff 2.0, couldn't it? A middle for the amount of Cardiff or ex-Cardiff players Neil Warnock wants to sign. I mean, good chance going up this season, surely. Well, again, they're a massive club, Middlesbrough, and like you said, they've been there and thereabouts, and we all know Warnock, he can get you up the championship, you know that, don't you? So it's, yeah. um, yeah, if you interested, I think they've got a good chance. I don't think, I'll be honest, I don't think, I don't think Bamba can play a whole season of a championship, he's just not fit enough anymore, you know, top, one of my favourite players, top, top quality draw player, but he's not, for me, he's not a championship player, doing a top-end championship player anymore, but hope he proves me wrong, because I've got a lot of time for him. Do you think that um, he'll sign for Middlesbrough? Yeah, I think he will. I think, yeah, obviously Peltier, uh, him. I think he, the, the, they're the type of players that Warnock loves because, you know, he wouldn't run through a brick wall for you, you know. So it's, um, that's the type of player. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't. And um, I think they'd be linked with a few others, haven't they? I've noticed in the press. Yeah. You never know what's up. But I think Sammy Obi, Sammy Amiobi, that's a strange one going from Forest because he's, he's another one. He looks looks like a world beater some weeks. You think, wow. And then some weeks, he, he's so anonymous. It's very good player. When he played for Cardiff, he was a bit like that. You think, wow, he's a good, good player. And then he, he goes missing for a couple of games. So it's it, consistency for him. If he can get the consistency, that Middlesbrough will be, definitely be a threat. Yeah, as well. So Middlesbrough, a threat to Alex. A few other teams. Millwall, 
And Nottingham Forest, obviously, uh, Millwall being a bit busy. They've re-signed George Savile from Middlesbrough. Uh, uh, they've signed Benicophobe on loan as well. They've signed George Long and your favourite player, Scott Malone, as well on free transfers. Starting with Millwall quickly, I mean, good business. Could it result in another playoff push like the past two seasons? Yeah, I think Millwall are the underdogs to the whole championship. I, I think they could really cause a few shocks. They made some good signings, quite strong signings, proven signings. Yeah, they could be. I think they could be the ones. They could be the underdogs. Underdogs to watch out for. And we said we said team Nottingham Forest, obviously a lot of problems themselves. Chris shooting at the wheel. Can he do a job this season? Always mid table about the max. No, you Forest, you never write them off again. They're such a huge club. Who should be in the Premiership, if I'm honest, with the fan base they've got and you know the, the history of their club. But again, consistency. They seem to do well against the top teams and then can't beat the bottom teams. And that's the curse of the championship. So um, I think again, it's all about if they can start strong and see where they end up. And uh, moving on, Peterborough obviously quickly they got promoted last season uh, from League One. I mean, obviously they'd love if they could stay up. They have sold, really surprised me, they sold that um, Moisa Mo to um, MK Dons for an undisclosed fee. They signed him from Bristol City for a club record fee in 2019. Really strange why they let him go. 39 goals and 78 starts in the FL. Um, I, I'm a bit confused on that. Does that mean relegation now? Funny story about Peter, but I can tell you, the year, the year was 1998. Woke up. February, Valentine's Day, not that was just a past thing, drove all the way up to Peterborough on a cold Valentine's Day. We got up there, settled down for a bit of food and a, and a few drinks in a bar, and then we had the, you know, we didn't have mobile phones then, came up on the screen, the game had been cancelled. Frozen pitch. Long, long, so it literally drove four hours up, had lunch and drove four hours back on Valentine's Day, 1998. That's the story, Julian, you know? But, um, yeah, I, I like to see them stay up, but I think, like you said, they were I'm assuming they would have made money on that deal. That's the only thing I can think of why they sold him. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to struggle massively. But again, I, I would like to see them um, compete and, and stay up, to, you know, like I, like I did with Wickham. So, uh, fingers crossed. They re-signed Jack Marriott from Derby and Josh Knight from Leicester as centre-back um, as well. And then some of the other teams that could be contenders this season, Preston, QPR, Reading, um, any of them possibly... Could do it because obviously, okay, pre-season QPR did really well against Man United the other day. They've signed Sam Fields on a permanent deal after spending the second half on loan. They've re-signed Charlie Austin permanently from West Brom. Jordan Archer, good goalkeeper from Middlesbrough. Good signings for QPR. Preston, on the other hand, Izzy Brown, they've signed permanently from Chelsea after a million and one loan deals. Um, which always annoys you. Reading, you just never know with. I mean, any of those three teams could see doing well this season. Yeah, you could, but no, middle of the table. Middle of the table. Sheffield United, obviously relegated last year. Haven't really done much business so far. Um, another team, can they bounce back? Or a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people, and you a lot of people say that they could possibly do a Sunderland and go down to League One. I mean, is this the case now? Well, they could, but you could never tell. They had that amazing season in the Premier League and then they were like a fish out of water last year. So, so I, I don't know, it's difficult. And when you well, when that happens, it you wouldn't think it would happen, but it's happened quite a lot recently. The fact that you, you do a double relegation, which I, you know, you would suggest when you go down to the Championship, you should be relatively enough to push back up. But no, they, I hope they don't, because again, they're a big club and I can see them surviving, but I possibly top half of me but I don't know where <laughs> and going back on to, to Preston and they've just signed Daniel Everson from Leicester good goalkeeper um, as well and Preston have actually made a good uh, QPR there they signed Stefan Johansson so an experienced signing but I agree so mid-table QPR the most likely out of them Stoke City obviously um, another team you, you don't they really got, know. They've got as manager, Martin, Martin, um, Michael O'Neill, isn't it? Michael O'Neill, yeah. yeah he's, he's, just he's a good got... manager. Yeah, and you know, he's, he's, he's been given time now and they've got a good squad. So they could be another one to watch, Stoke. Because I think they've got a good squad on paper. They've got some real good professionals there. And I think 
if they can have a good start, they could be quite dangerous. They've just signed Sam Savage from former 5.5 million. Um, well, no, a, a good sign-in, as you said. Stoke, you don't know where they could be. Your rivals, Swansea, they've spent um, some money as well. They've bought in um, Liam Walsh from Bristol City on a free transfer. They've also spent £1 million on Joel Peroa from PSV. Um, the, the striker, um, Swansea, take your Cardiff hat on for a minute. Do you think now, obviously, they have got a new manager in Russell Martin from MK Dons. Um, Steve Cooper left. I mean, do you think that, being realistic now, could Swansea challenge for the playoff? Because a lot of Swansea fans say, oh, we don't like to see Russell Martin there. Didn't do that well with MK Dons. A lot of people have tipped them to be bottom half, mid-table. I mean, would you predict the same? Yeah, I think their bubble could have burst, which is... Probably the best news I can have all year, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think they can struggle. You know, they've lost a lot of their players. You know, IU's gone, um, which is huge for them. And I think they still got some good players, mind. You know, I'm not going to write them off. You know, Jamal Lowe's decent. Connor Roberts decent. You know, they, so they, they still got some good players, but I think they'll struggle to compete at the top half this year, which they have the previous couple of seasons. I, I think they could end up again, possibly down the bottom half. I don't think they'll go down. But I'd be surprised if they're pushing towards the top end of the championship. I really would. Um, as well, Stoke have also signed ben, just signed Ben Wilmot from Watford on a four-year deal. Good signing there. And finally, in the championship, West Brom. Obviously, new manager Vladimir Nismal from Barnsley. They've also bought Alfie Mowat um, out of contract. Barnsley captain. Um, brilliant last season. I mean, bong bong baggies. You would expect them to, to be up there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I expect them to come second behind Fulham, if I'm brutally honest. Like that, that would be my prediction, I think. You know, they, they've still got a very good squad. They've Obviously, their manager looks like he did a very good job with Barnsley. He probably got a bit more to do with, with West Brom. But I know Pereira's um, said he wanted to leave, which I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he goes somewhere in the Premiership, which I thought that after last year. But I still think without him, they're, they're going to be a very, very strong team. Very difficult to beat at home. Very strong away. Yeah, I, I would suggest, other than Fulham, that they would be my tips for the for, for, for automatic promotion with, along with Fulham. They've, they've also just signed ex-Sheffield Wednesday man Adam Reach, who is a, a really good signing. But as you said, Matthias Pereira, it looks like he is going to be going um, now. And quickly, your uh, predictions. Who are your champions for the championship? I can't see anyone other than Fulham. Might be completely wrong, but I'm going to go Fulham. Second? At West Bromwich Albion. Your four playoff places? Bournemouth. Yeah. Cardiff City. No, oh, he's going Cardiff. Going Cardiff City. Not so much in that order. I'm going to also go Stoke. Yeah. My final, final prediction, Sheffield United. You're going Sheffield United. Yeah. Uh, that means you're wrong, so don't put any money on it. Yeah, <laughs> we've recorded that. Um, the three relegation teams. Peterborough. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, I, don't, I just don't know. I, I, Peterborough. I'm gonna go Barnsley. Barn- oh, Barnsley. Yeah. Struggle. And oh. I'm gonna go Swansea. Why not? <laughs> so no Derby going down. Sorry, I forgot about Derby. Derby. Yeah, I apologise. Derby. Yeah. So who's your free? Reiterate. Who's your free to go down? It would be Peterborough, Derby. Yeah. I can't remember who else I said. Barnsley. Barnsley. Yeah, they're the three. Barnsley. But I said, probably be totally wrong. They'll probably end up three of them coming top three. Somewhere. Yeah, probably. And who's your surprise team to watch out for in the championship? I think Millwall. I think they're going to be Millwall. surprised. And like you mentioned, you made a very good point. I think possibly, I wouldn't be a surprise, but Coventry possibly. So Coventry and Millwall, perhaps the two underdogs. But um, I, just, I don't think Stoke would be a surprise if they put them in the playoffs. But yeah, I'm going to go, um, I'm gonna go uh, Coventry and Millwall. I'd, I'd probably agree with them. And quickly on to the other two divisions. In League One this season, you've got AFC Wimbledon, Accrington, Stanley, Bolton, Burton, Cambridge, Charlton, Cheltenham, Crewe, Doncaster, Fleetwood, Gillingham, Ipswich, Lincoln, MK Dons, 
Morecambe, Oxford, Plymouth, Portsmouth, Rotherham, Sheffield Wednesday, Shrewsbury, Sunderland, Wickham and Wigan. You've got some massive teams in it. I think League One could be arguably the most exciting EFL division this season with, it, we'll with, to, the teams, with the teams you got in there. I mean, it's we'll just have to hard read to yeah, we'll have to read that list. I might follow that instead of the championship. <laughs> ridiculously good teams in it, yeah. I'd have to ask, I'm going to ask you the, the odd question. Obviously, two go up automatically. I mean, who are the two that go up for you out of that? Oh, I just don't know. I, you've got to fancy Sunderland. Because I think... Automatically? You know, yeah, you would you would suggest again. And I think Portsmouth are there as well, aren't they? The Portsmouth yeah. League one. Yeah, I, I'll go them too. I'll go Portsmouth, Sunderland. Not a, probably an out, not an outsider because that's what probably most people would say. But yeah, I think Sunderland can't keep staying in League One. They've, they've got to get back out to a championship sooner rather than later. So yeah, I'll go Sunderland, Portsmouth. I and don't have for the playoffs because I haven't got a Scooby. And, well, you, you've got to have a look at this. You've got to see Rotherham are going to be up there. You you would say all of them took those team Wigan. It's just crazy. Well, yeah, you should, Chef, for example, Sheffield Wednesday have just signed Bailey Peacock Farrell, Northern Ireland International, really well. Hasn't really got game time at Burnley. Lewis Wing, a good signing from Sheffield Wednesday. Wigan have brought in some real good talent. I think they signed yeah. Matt Power. I mean, MK Dons have got money to spend. I would suggest after selling that. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah, they, I think they signed Max. Max was pleased. They signed Troy Parrott the other day. A very good Tottenham youngster, and Max has spoke highly about him. Yeah. I mean, this could be a, it could be a, it could a be, very, it could open. be a very competitive league. Yeah, and, you know, you 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 talk those teams like you said two three years ago, they were like Premiership, you know what I mean? Premiership, Championship, all timers. Do you know what I mean? To see them down there now is just, it's just phenomenal, really. And you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. I I, I feel these clubs like um, you know, like Bolton, for example, League Two. No, they shouldn't be in League Two. They're a huge name, you know. And it's how does it? How I don't feel sorry for the, you know, the people running the club. But I do feel sorry for the fans, you know. And I and I know you said before about Bolton, and you said, but I don't feel sorry for the people. But I do feel sorry for the fans who have paid the money to go and watch. Where Barry went out, of, you know, that that affected me. That shouldn't have happened, you know. And like, I, this is where the Premiership has got to try and step in and help best they can, you know. Yeah, and I tell you what, one team we haven't talked about, so you've got to have a look in out the list you've read. You'd probably say Sunderland, Wigan, they're going to be up there. One team, I think, do Wickham, they've just signed Sam Vokes. I mean, what a coup that is for League One. Yeah, I think you'll, I think you would, a bit like Kiefer Moore for Cardiff, you would expect him to get between 15 and 20 goals, definitely for for Wickham, if, if they can keep setting him up. So, yeah, very good signing. I think I'm going to go and join League One. Yes, certainly watch more of that season. And uh, one player quickly I wanted to talk about in League One, Gavin White, he re-signed for Oxford the other day. Obviously, you signed him from Oxford for about two million, I believe, and obviously he went out on loan to Hull last year. Do you see a future of him at Cardiff? Do you think you should sell him permanently? I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. I, he, he's just, he's a bit lightweight, he is, unfortunately. He's just a bit lightweight. Yeah, as well. So, as we said, League One, big team, Bolton as well. We, we You didn't talk about that. I mean, well, I, you know, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I've talked out. And League Two, finally, quickly, um, you've got Barrow, Bradford, Bristol Rovers, Carlisle, Colchester, Crawley, Exeter, Forest Green, Harrogate, Hartlepool, returning. Leighton Orient, Mansfield, Newport County, Northampton Town, Oldham, Portville, Rochdale, Salford, Scunthorpe, Stevenage, Sutton coming up from the National League for the, I think, first time, Swindon, Tramia and Walsall. Quickly on, Newport County, they have let let a lot of players go. Josh Sheehan, exciting talent, he's gone to Bolton. Joe Day, obviously, didn't really do much at Cardiff, obviously they let him go. Now he's re-signed for Newport. Joss Labrady's gone to Walsall. Liam Shepherd was good last year. He's gone to Salford. Tristan Abraham, Carlisle and Tom King has gone to Salford. I mean, I know a Newport, a few Newport fans are a bit disappointed with them. Don't really hold much hope this season. I mean, do you hold much hope reading out that list for Newport in League 2? Can they finally go up? Again, very, very tough. And I think the pitch doesn't help them. And No, I, I think they're redoing again. it. They are redoing it, but you know what, Lap, as soon as it starts raining, it goes piton again, doesn't it? You know, it's um no, I, I would suggest they're gonna struggle again, definitely. 
And before we read out the fixtures, it was two results. The EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup, started on Saturday and Sunday with two games. Bournemouth beat MK Dons 5-0 in the first game of the EFL. Full crowd there, first full crowd game in, well, I say competitive English football. David Brooks scoring twice, Solanke, Billin and Sadia with the goals um, there to send Bournemouth through to the next round. And on Sunday, there was a penalty shootout for the supporters at Hiddlesborough after a, a nil-nil draw in the Yorkshire derby. And then winning on penalties was Huddersfield Town 4-2 as well. But this Friday, it's all-starts championship. Bournemouth against West Brom, quarter to eight on uh, Sky Sports as well. I'm trying to remember Sky Sports game. Then on Saturday, it probably gets underway. Blackburn against Swansea. Bristol City, Blackpool, Cardiff play at home to Barnsley, Derby, Huddersfield, Luton, Peterborough, Preston Hall, QPR, Millwall, Stoke against Reading, Sheffield United, Birmingham at 8 o'clock on Sky. And in League One, Bolton, MK Dons, Cambridge, Oxford, Crew, Cheltenham, Doncaster, Wimbledon, Fleetwood, Portsmouth, Gillingham, Lincoln, Ipswich, Morecambe, Rotherham, Plymouth, Shrewsbury, Burton, Sunderland, Wigan, Wickham, Accrington. All at three o'clock, Charlton Sheffield Wednesday at half five on Sky and League Two finally, Carlisle, Colchester, Exeter, Bradford, Forest Green, Sutton, Harrogate, Rochdale, Hartlepool, Crawley, Mansfield, Bristol Rovers, Northampton, Port Vale, Oldham, Newport, Salford, Leighton Orient, Scunthorpe, Swindon, Stevenage, Barrow, and finally, Tramia, Walsall. All at three o'clock, the traditional return of three o'clock games is back. And I can't believe we're saying this, Alex. Full crowds are actually going to be allowed in both England and Wales in the FL. How good does that sound? Yeah, finally, hopefully coming. Just hope there's no third wave now in September to just to, to scupper it all. Exactly. And at quarter past five, you've got the FA Community Shield between the FA Cup winners, Leicester City, and the Premier League winners, Manchester what? City. I was going to ask that question for you, listeners. What, what channel is that on? Do you know? ITV. ITV, thank you. You know, ITV have actually got and news as well that the FA Cup will exclusively be shown on Freeview TV now because ITV got the rights off BT, so it's ITV and BBC now. Oh, that's good. Cup. I didn't know that. So all of the FA Cups, I think, this the next four seasons will be shown now on Freeview TV. I just hope, hope the big clubs don't let us down and start playing their weaker teams, you know? Exactly. And, and talking to the FA Cup, if you're in England mainly... And you can check on probably the FA Cup website as well. And your local team is playing in the FA Cup qualifying this weekend in an extra preliminary round. Make sure you get down there and support them as well. Because obviously, non arguably, we could say we've been to a lot of non-league games. Alex. Non-league is kind of better in some ways and funnier than the professional football, you could say, in some ways. Part of football. Part of football as well. So... It's good to have football back. You've got a good selection of professional and amateur football as well. So all you can say is that's it for the St. Martin's EFL preview show. We'll be back next week to talk about the first round of fixtures as Cardiff hope to start off really well against Barnsley and go up for a playoff position. And then we'll have the Premier League preview show where I'll be joined by Lloyd and Max to try and salvage Arsenal and Tottenham's hopes this season when Man United win the Premier League. But we'll leave you on that note. Thank you for listening and goodbye. There once was a ship that put to sea The name of the ship was a bully of tea The winds blew up her bowed up down Oh, below my bully boys blow <gasps> Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go She'd not been two weeks from shore When down on her a right whale bore The captain called all hands and swore He'd take their whale in tow <gasps> Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go da 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 before the boat had hit the water, the whale sail came up and caught her hands to the side, harpooned and fought her when she dived down low. <gasps> Soon may the willow man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. 
no line was cut, no will was freed. The captain's mind was not of greed, and he belonged to the whaleman's creed. She took that ship in tow. <gasps> Soon may the whaleman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Da 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 For forty days or even more, the lane went slack and tight once more. All boats were lost, there were only four, but still that will did go. Soon may the willowman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. As far as I've heard, the fight's still on. The line's not cut and the whale's not gone. The willow man makes his regular call to encourage the captain, crew, and all. Soon may the willow man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Soon may the willow man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go.